Hey everyone, I'm sure you remember a couple years ago when President Trump unceremoniously fired Preet Bharara from his position as the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Lucky for us, Preet started podcasting. He co-hosts one of his podcasts, Cafe Insider, with Ann Milgram, the former Attorney General of New Jersey. It's just a terrific show. In each episode, Preet and Ann use their experience as public servants to make sense of the nonstop news cycle and simply explain the complex legal issues. Today, I'm happy to share a clip of a recent Cafe Insider episode with my Campaign HQ audience. If you like what you hear, you can sign up for your free two-week trial at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I do. From Cafe, welcome to Cafe Insider. I'm Preet Bharara. And I'm Ann Milgram. Big news yesterday. Yes. My former boss, Senator Schumer, got in a bit of trouble when he and others uh, participated in sort of a protest slash rally outside the Supreme Court last week in connection with a very important upcoming decision on an abortion rights case. It's a case that arises out of a controversy in the state of Louisiana. It's called June Medical Services. And it relates to a law, and there are lots of laws like this that are being passed in various states around the country that attempt to chip away at abortion rights by mandating in the name of safety for women all sorts of restrictions on who can perform an abortion and under what circumstances. And in the Louisiana case, it relates specifically to a regulation that requires that anyone who's performing, any doctor who's performing an abortion in Louisiana must be able to have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles of where the abortion is performed, which on its face, and there are other states who have passed laws like this, on its face seems like, well, that seems to make sense for a couple of reasons. One, the proponents of the law will say, it makes sure that you're getting a higher quality kind of doctor. So someone who has admitting privileges at a major hospital, that's a good thing. And then second, if there are complications that arise from the procedure, from the abortion, then there's a nearby hospital at which the doctor can have admitting privileges and admit the patient. The facts don't bear that out. Yes. Um, and the record in case after case doesn't bear that out. That actually abortion is, is, is quite a safe procedure done by a medical doctor. There, and there are, there are many other procedures that are actually much more like, complicated. Like an endoscopy. Exactly. There's, there are all sorts of things. Where you don't need admitting procedures to a hospital. Right. So, you know, there's a name for these laws that are being passed. People have given an acronym to these laws that are being passed. They're called TRAP laws, Targeted Regulation of Abortion Providers, where under the guise of trying to give protection and safety and medical health to folks, they're taking away the rights. And the consequences of passing laws like this, particularly in states like Louisiana, is that according to one report, this requirement would actually close every single abortion facility in the state but for one. And I want to get your, your thoughts on this. One of the issues at stake here is, you know, the Supreme Court in 2016, it's not a long time ago, actually decided a case that sounds an awful lot like this. It wasn't Louisiana. It was Texas. Texas. Yeah. And it's a case called Whole Women's Health that was decided 5-3 where they had an admitting privileges law restriction on the books and the Supreme Court decided... That was an undue restriction on reproductive rights on the part of women. And the case was decided by the swing vote of Justice Kennedy. Justice Kennedy, Kennedy, yes. uh, Who voted along with the liberals. And a lot of people are asking the question, Senator Schumer and others, why would the Supreme Court take up this case when you're talking about virtually the same kind of thing, admitting privileges in Louisiana when you already decided a case one way in Texas? And a lot of observers correctly point out. There's one thing that's different. The makeup of the court. Yes. Kennedy is gone. And, and Gorsuch and, and Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh are, are on the bench. Are on the bench. Yes. And now we've been talking about Justice Roberts. He will figure prominently here because he is essentially the, the sort of the center swing vote on the court. And, and some people have suggested from the arguments on the case that you know he may be sympathetic to this idea that the Texas case should govern. What do you think is going to happen? 
Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's just stay on Roberts for one second because I, I think it's important for people to understand the complexity of this, which is that Roberts was in the dissent on the prior the Texas, Texas case. case, which is called Whole Women's Health. And so in that case, it was 5-3. Kennedy voted with the liberal justices. Here, it's really a 4-4 breakdown with Roberts being the fifth. And Roberts previously was in the dissent. Basically, he didn't agree with this idea that the Texas law should be ruled unconstitutional. He thought that it was a reasonable restriction on the right to an abortion. And so... I think that there are real issues around what Roberts does. I mean, if you just looked at how he'd voted in the past, you would say, absolutely, he's going to vote to uphold the Louisiana law and restrict, further restrict women's rights. But he's also the chief justice. This isn't just precedent, meaning a prior case that is exactly on point that courts usually follow. It's really recent precedent. So you're talking about, you know, essentially... Four years. Four years, which is nothing in the in the sort of Supreme Court jurisprudence history. And so this is a real question. Let's also go back just for a second, because I think one of the things people have to understand, or at least it's worth, we've done work around a number of these cases and some of the other state laws, because the Supreme Court started in Roe versus Wade going back they read this qualified right to an abortion into the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. And at the time, if you remember, they did it in terms of viability. When was a fetus viable? And most states tended to go between 22 and 24 months. And after viability... Weeks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I felt like I was pregnant for a long no, that time. Was, that was the elephant. That sorry. was the elephant law. That related to the gestational period of those large mammals, mostly in Africa, sometimes in Asia. <laughs> yes. And... Roe dealt with viability, which basically said around 22, 24 weeks, the fetus became viable and allowed restrictions on who could have an abortion after the viability point. Meaning, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about many states passed laws that said after viability, abortions would only be permitted in cases where there was a risk to the health of the mother or it had been a rape or something else. And so... So Roe sort of allowed this small section of the space to basically be regulated. Then there came a case called Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which changes Roe in what I think is an important way, basically saying that it's going to allow states to pass reasonable regulations on the right to an abortion. And basically the question is whether those regulations place an undue burden on women seeking abortions. And so that is how you get to this point in 2016 where a ton of states, conservative states, have passed laws restricting additional state regulations trying to limit the right to an abortion. Yeah, like, for example, parental consent, consent of the father, admitting privileges. Even 24-hour, the, the, the simpler ones, which we all know yeah. and have been upheld, 24-hour waiting periods, multiple visits to a clinic so you can't just go on the same day and and, right. and have a procedure all performed. Sorts of ways, all sorts of ways, provisions, policies in the minds of anti-abortion folks to figure out how to make abortion more difficult. Yes. So if you step back just for a minute and think about this, what is happening is that the makeup of the Supreme Court has changed. The conservatives count five votes. Roberts has traditionally been anti-abortion, has been in you know very much against the sort of Roe v. Wade right. like group of cases. And so they're and, making... And he's upheld, I think almost always... Restrictions. These restrictions. Yes. And so they're making this play that that gives them five votes. And so that is why that this has come back very quickly. And not everyone agrees with this effort to do this because, you know, it could be that Roberts basically doubles down and says, no, you know, there's a precedent and we don't want to get into this sort of process of... Well, Roberts sometimes surprises us. And a lot of conservatives don't like Justice Roberts because of his vote on the Affordable Care Act. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. Um, 
But here, you know, from what I've read about the arguments, Justice Roberts does seem to be a little concerned, not just about the fact that you have this recent precedent, but this idea, if you're going to decide the Louisiana case differently from the Texas case, because the impact in Louisiana is different, because it's very, very fact-based, how many clinics are there, how many doctors can be admitted, all those different really concrete fact-specific differences between Texas and Louisiana, Justice Roberts, I think, correctly asks, so how are we going to do this now? Are we going to do a case-by-case, state-by-state, Supreme Court decision-making analysis to yeah. decide Which the, where it's okay and where it's not? That and the court rarely right. does that, right? And so as a rule, the court doesn't want to be essentially the fact finder. What's also important is that the 2016 decision in Whole Women's Health, in that decision, what the Supreme Court did was they struck down the Texas abortion restrictions because the law, quote, provides few, if any, health benefits for women, close quote, and open quote, poses a substantial obstacle to women seeking abortions, close quote. And so the real point, I think, that the court, the Supreme Court now is going to have to decide is that there's like virtually no evidence that there's a health benefit for women. Again, it's a, right. it's a remarkably right. safe and procedure. That's not, and that's not specific to Texas or Louisiana. Exactly. So on that side of the equation, the circumstances are the same. Yes. What's different is, as you point out, on the other side of the equation... The level of the obstacle. Right. And whether the court should engage in this sort of factual fact-finding. In Texas, there's going to be zero doctors in a part of the state. In Louisiana, there's one. Is that sufficient? And and by the way, the, the state took issue with the facts that were put out that there would only be one provider that was still left in Louisiana, but it's very clear that there would be a significant restriction, whether their facts are correct or the, the plaintiff's facts are correct. Can I make a political point yeah. to wrap this up? To me, it's really important that Donald Trump be defeated. And whatever kind of progressive you are, Bernie Sanders progressive, up to a Joe Biden progressive. I know some people will say, well, he's not, but he is. And he'll be more progressive even than Barack Obama, who was also progressive the way I understand that term. And there are some people who are called moderates and some people who are called democratic socialists, but they have a shared agenda of different particulars, but they have a shared agenda. And one of those items on the shared agenda is the upholding of reproductive rights on the part of women in this country. And those rights are really, they're really under attack. Yes. And, and specifically for the people who support Bernie Sanders or others who think there's no difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, just consider this one issue. Donald Trump gets reelected. He will probably go from a 5-4 court to almost certainly a 7-2 court. Agreed. Abortion is gone. Agreed. I agree very strongly. Just think about that. No matter what other issue you care about. And Roberts will not be able to hold any sort of institutional or any precedent. Because the likelihood that Trump will be in a position to replace both Justice Breyer and Justice Ginsburg is high in the next five years. Agreed. The bottom line is you reelect Donald Trump, Roe is gone. Agreed. Maybe you like that, maybe you don't, but I'm guessing progressives don't. So don't be foolish. I'm Preet Bharara. I served as the U.S. Attorney in the Southern District of New York. And that was a sample of the Cafe Insider podcast. Each week, former New Jersey Attorney General Ann Milgram joins me to talk about the latest legal political news as a part of the Cafe Insider membership. To learn more and to become a member, head to cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. <laughs>